The Spanish announce table. Tom, it is episode 340 of the Spanish announce table right there. SpanishAnnounceTable.net for all the uh, social media links and the donations you might need. Uh, we talk about pro wrestling, AEW, WWE, NXT, Impact, ROH, GCW. By the way, we were mentioned again on GCW. Shout out to Kevin Gill. Uh, Love you, GCW. You, the Backyard Wrestling 3 was great from an undisclosed location. They are not going to disclose it no matter how much you try to bribe them. Listen, uh, Love that show. Uh, if you didn't catch that, go check it out on uh, watchprowrestling.com. Um, or uh, Fight TV. Or Fight TV still has it? Oh. Yep, Fight TV. Because Fight TV will allow you to order the um, pay-per-view, and then you can watch it as many times as oh, you want perfect. Okay. since you purchased it. So, yeah, yeah, then go great. be honest and, and go... And go pay for it. I got. I didn't know. I didn't. You know, yeah, support our friends at GCW. Not, not super people. familiar with the Fight TV, so I, I got to get more uh, on it now that we're watching the GCW. Tom, uh, hey, pro wrestling came and went. Uh, but before we get into that, um, oh, by the way, two weeks away, Tom, from our eight-year anniversary. Wow. Show. What the hell are we gonna do for that? I mean, we're getting old. And well, here you not go. That we weren't old already, but here you go. You can either. If you're joining us live on the YouTube uh, channel right now in our, in our chat, you can put in there what you think, and we can spitball it as we're recording this episode. Or uh, on Twitter, use hashtag TweetTheTable and tell us any ideas that you have. A uh, couple of times on anniversary shows, we've done things such as having you contribute with some of your audio clips that you know talks about your favorite moments in wrestling your favorite moments in this podcast history things like that so if you want to do that again uh we can kind of go through that idea with using hashtag tweet the table on twitter uh so yeah hashtag tweet the t- excuse me hashtag tweet the table Easy on twitter mm-hmm. right i know a lot of t's there and then uh you can email us or on the youtube you can send us a, a little idea there as well so eight years i'm excited eight how years? many weeks uh, three two weeks? weeks in two weeks two not weeks. next week but the next week man uh crazy uh times uh, and and who knows who knows what we're gonna get into but uh big josh july tw- july 22nd july 22nd big josh oh, yeah. has joined the chat i encourage anybody watching live to join the chat and talk about pro wrestling with us big josh said he didn't think he was going to make it but he did and uh we're happy he did big josh uh give us some ideas on the two weeks but uh let's get into something tom that is not going to make you as happy well, hold on. Before yeah. we get to any bad news, mm-hmm. uh, last week's beer sponsor of the week, Josh. So, by the way, if you want to become our beer sponsor of the week, hit us up either through email or any other means of communication, DMs, uh, and we can talk about how you can become the week's beer Slide sponsor of the dims, week. You know baby. what I'm saying? Slide into them dims. All right. Um, yeah, Tom. This is a third installment of something that has become a... Uh, Oh, I don't give a, a shit sad now. Point. Oh, uh, I got some news for you, Tim. So okay. just go ahead. I know. All right. Well, a couple of weeks ago, Tom and I put a lot of money into this MJF coin. And against my advice, Tom put everything, everything, Tom, everything, everything, everything. And it's taken quite a tumble. It took quite a tumble. It's first week had a even bit more of a stumble uh, last week. But Tom, Tom, it got worse. Tom, it is at a dollar 72 per MJF. It was down 37% this week. And then. Uh, 80% overall, Tom, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know how that makes you feel. Well, I almost got my revenge on AEW dynamite last night. 
Oh. If you recall, someone. Oh, that was well, no, it so, wasn't me, but I have a, I have friends in low places, oh. and you they'll know, come and get you. You know so. what you once told me is that you you threatened somebody once by saying that you have friends with no futures. I do. <laughs> so. I got friends with no future, so you better watch yourself because they'll do yeah. things for me just out of trust and loyalty. And MJF, we almost got you. We almost got you, pal. And if you don't get this fucking coin up, we're going to keep getting you. And here's the thing. I stole that car back. You assholes. Okay. I got that car. So you look out for me. If you see me in the car, don't say fucking hi. I'm going places. I'm not in Papa Shango's basement anymore. I don't give a shit. I'm out of there. He's coming after me. I'm coming after MJF. We better get this fucking coin off or I am going to unleash hell. Papa Shango is after you as well. Tom. Yeah. I I escaped. I escaped. You didn't pay your bill, Tom. Mm. Look, I Tom, escaped. I thought you were working out another deal. Look, look, Tom. Don't ask questions Tom, you don't want I the can't answers use to. Papa Shango's basement if I need it, Tom. Look, look. This things had to have coin. God damn it! Decisions had to be made, Tim. So you're gonna have to deal with it. I'll make good on it later. MJF, though, you motherfucker with your good-looking scarves, you better get this fucking coin up. Or whoa. I don't even got words to say. I just got angry little baby hand fists that are just going to hit you upside the head. That guy almost got you last night. And there might be more to come. We're after you, MJF. The coin nation is going to get you if you don't get this price. If you don't get this price point up. Motherfucker. Tom put everything. We can't stress this enough, Tom. I have nothing. And there is nothing more scarier than a man with nothing to lose haven't you seen an action movie motherfuckers haven't you seen an action movie <laughs> i'm sorry to make light of your situation tom but i think that might be a a, a top candidate for episode title haven't you seen an action movie um anyway oh. tom um, i'm mad so wait so i got my car, car back i stole it I did it. What are you going to do about it, MJF? Coin Nation's after you if you don't get I don't this know if price MJF up. going to do anything about it. The dealership might do something about that, and the police might do something about that. And Papa Shango, apparently. Is and Papa Shango, if you even it. think about coming after dude, me. Do you know the last time what he mm. did to me when we didn't pay the bill, dude? Oh, if I, I have stories about my time on the, in the hideout in Papa Shango's basement that I don't even want to say. For, Maybe I'll say it for the anniversary for show. For our fans, when we have to use Papa Shango's basement for whatever we Shit's may need it real like it's he doesn't take american dollars or mjf coin like it's just it's interesting it, and we'll don't ask questions you don't want the answers to okay we'll that let's talk wrestling to get us in the mood get us out of there oh man oh man i, I do we have an ultimate one in the uh uh in the chat tom is that what i'm seeing you should uh Look out! Look at my ma- look at my attitude now. Hey! We got our friends joining. Josh, you're a friend too. I'm not saying like I'm making light of this. I'm just happy that you and other friends are now in the chat. That's what I'm talking about. Hell yeah! Hell mm. yeah! Uh, as Austin would say. Now, Tom, let's talk about pro wrestling. We had a fun week. We did get mentioned on. On Game Changer Wrestling, Backyard Wrestling 3. That was a fun show. I don't know if you managed to catch any of that. Yes. Um, 
uh, we were discussing the referee looking like he was wearing prison pajamas or an old-timey swimsuit. Uh, they got fun show. refs in GCW. I will say that. Check them out on Fight TV. And, Tom, what's up with the AEW Dynamite this week? As if you can hardly contain your excitement. I tell you what, this was a fun week in pro wrestling. Uh, for new time uh, listeners, as I like to call you, uh, we recap AEW. We're an AEW-focused show because that is our favorite current show in pro wrestling. So we're going to do a deep dive into last night's episode. But before we do that deep dive, Tim, I want to get your reaction. Last mm-hmm. night was Road Rager Road from Rager. AEW. Now, this was the first show since Mm -hmm. the pandemic to have fans at full capacity, assuming they would sell the tickets, right, uh, for an AEW Dynamite. What did you think, first off, of the fans in an AEW show? So, leaving Daly's place, I was a little worried because it became such a unique feel to the show that I felt like, man, who knows what it's going to be like. Albeit, I I figured they were going to get... A good response. I didn't think like, oh, the crowd's going to be sitting on their hands or anything like that. But seeing this crowd and hearing that crowd and just adding to uh, the the thing about crowds that I forgot about is that the visuals can change with each show and they can be, you know, the way they move the camera in and out and and how they kind of angle it and how they present the show at whatever venue they're at can change in that and that provided this whole new feel with this crowd energy that was just blowing the doors off the place. Yeah, what I thought, which was fun, is how the crowd reacted to what they wanted to react to. So we'll get into it in a little bit here, but MJF and Chris Jericho had their own, you know, promo battle, for lack of a better term. And some of the lines that I think Jericho thought were going to hit hard didn't necessarily do that. But then some of his lines that he said, the crowd, you know, got a good chuckle out of that. I don't think he was expecting. So it's, it's going back to those things where you have to listen to the crowd and say like, Oh, they like this move or this joke or, you know, this intensity. So I'm going to lean into that. Or if I, you know, if they don't like certain things, I'm going to stray away and try to, you know, do a U-turn into something that the crowd will react to. So I thought that was interesting to see the the crowd affect the product. Cause again, in Daly's place for so long, the wrestlers that were ringside were just going along with what AEW wanted. So if Jericho said, you know, a silly line and they wanted a big pop, well, the wrestlers pop for him, you know? So I thought that was interesting. Uh, it was, it was a welcome change. And again, another thing, and we'll get into it, but there was a surprise moment and such a weird dynamic across the board. But again, we'll get into that here in just a second, but let's kick it off. It was, again, Road Rager from AEW Dynamite, and it started with a strap match. It was Cody Rhodes versus not able to make his entrance or get on this show. We're sorry, pal. Cutie Marshall taking on uh, Cody Rhodes. As mentioned, Cody gets his entrance. He comes from out, out of the middle, which I still think is weird. It was a strap match. Tim, what'd you think of this? opening match i honestly was surprised at how much i liked this strap match i was really worried that i was gonna be like this is gonna fucking blow ass and um i happy to say it did not blow ass which is a weird thing i normally don't say i'm happy to say that it didn't blow ass but you know different context different context right this is pro wrestling gotta focus gotta focus um i i like this a lot man i like qt played his part really well here and for whatever reason they made the the obligatory moments of the dragon the thing 
it felt good. And maybe this is the crowd going back to the crowd. We're just ready for this, right? Like maybe this does not come off as well in Daly's place. So I like it. Yeah, I liked it too. I thought uh, this was Cutie's best match in his dynamite career. Um, I think down. it is the, yeah. Hands down. I even. think See what I did there. I know. I, I think it was interesting, though, because it did feel like the end of this feud. Now, obviously, again, we're foreshadowing a, a little bit of a change of direction for Cody, which we'll get into in just a second. But I like the match a lot. I'm just not that big of a fan of a strat match. I I know it's old school, and AEW likes to do the innovative flips and shit, but also pay homage to the you know NWA WCW time period. But a strat match, you hit four corners, that makes you yeah. win. Like I would just sprint and do it American Gladiator style yes. and just fucking hit the thing. It it's is like it is hard to believe, especially with the strat being that long. I get it if it's like two feet, and yeah. you're not getting away from me motherfucker like but then you can't use it as much right and they can't mm-hmm. do as many things so i get that but yes i i would probably prefer it would be the last gimmick match i ever yeah ask for but again, they pulled it, it off well for, for right what that's what i'm what saying was, they yeah. did it really well i just don't know if i want to see in another blow-off feud between let's just say jericho and mjf a strap match for example it, it could have been as cool if QT Marshall would have done what you said, right? Like, they ring the bell, and he just, bam, 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 and he's like, you idiot? He's like, yeah. you're an idiot. You're an right. idiot, right? And then just like, That's what I've been laughing. saying this entire time. Yeah. You're a fucking idiot. You're yeah. an idiot. Like, I'm the brains, right? Yeah. And then move on. Now, one thing that was interesting during this match is the lights went out for a quick second, and then they come back on. We'll get mm-hmm. into that in just a moment. Yeah. I will say, though, because this was the first show on the road, and because... As I've said, I don't think we need any more talent in front of the camera. We need it all behind the camera. I actually fell for this. I thought it was a legit AEW fucked up. Now, I know Cody played the like what happened thing, but I was like, well, he's probably just doing this yeah. to cover his team's ass. But I thought it was a real mess up. I, I watched for a second. Like I, my initial reaction was that was on purpose, right? Because it was too clean, right? It was just it was literally like off on. And I was like, man, that's a, an entire like you lost everything. You know what I mean? Like at once, and then we're able to get it back on like that. It's like, nah, ah. But then, you know, Cody was convincing, right? And they were kind of like, eh, weather in the area. And I'm not going to fact check that. Yeah. I was just like, all right, whatever. Who cares, right? Let's watch this strap match. And then, yeah. Yeah. I mean, clearly that was, was planned, as we'll get into later. Yes. So after the match, Cody gets the victory. He celebrates. He goes to the back. Then we get a commercial break. And after the commercial break, we have Tony Schiavone in the ring and he introduces the AEW World Heavyweight Champion, Kenny Omega, with Don Callis. First off, love how Tony Schiavone undercuts Don Callis still, even when he's doing the in ring interview, just like Don Callis. What Credit did to him. Say? I can't, like. I can't remember what he said. He was like, and Don Callis or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like he just, his whole tone and demeanor changed. Yeah, it was uh, great. Yeah, it was great. So Don Callis' insult though. Oh, uh, well, so Don Callis' comeback. This is, again, one of the great things of having the live crowd and having to react to it. And Don Callis is one of the best to do it. So they get into the ring, Don Callis and Kitty Omega. They kind of shoo uh, Tony Schiavone to get out of the ring because he's not needed here. But before they could even really get into their promo, the crowd starts chanting at Don Callis, you got fired, you got fired, which was great because that's tying into the the partnership with Impact and AEW, and that's obviously alluding to an Impact Wrestling. Don Callis got fired on screen, and if you read the dirt sheets, off screen as well. 
Uh, but that line from Don Callis was like, real men don't quit. They get fired. Yeah. Oh. Well, and I'm going to talk about this. In some situations, I agree with Don Callis here, right? Like, no, no, if, if I want to leave and I quit, that's different. But, like, if I don't want to leave and you're going to fire me, I don't want to pull that, like, well, I quit before you fire me. That's not, right. no. Like, real man's like, no, you fucking tell me. You fucking sit me here, you look at me, you tell me, get the fuck out of here. People have done that, but, you know what I mean? Like, I made them do it. Like, all right. Yeah. Man, I'm fucking out of here. Then. You know what I mean? Like, fuck yeah. you too. Uh, but real men, they don't yeah, quit. Right? They like, get I'm, fired. I want you to say it to me and be like, yeah, I mean, I get it. And then I'll be like, all right, I'm out. That's probably deserving. So, the, so <laughs> Don Callis uh, essentially recaps what Kenny Omega said the previous week where Kenny Omega's beat Ray Phoenix. He's beat Moxley. He's beat Jungle Boy. There's no one else for him to beat an AEW. So he's going to go defend his other championships. He'll come back when there's a worthy contender. All the while, the crowd is chanting, we want Hangman. Mm-hmm. And this was one of the yeah. greatest things about this, this segment. There's a lot of great things, but this was the first great thing about this segment is the crowd is chanting, we want Hangman. So then the Dark Order's music hits and Evil Uno, who is the mouthpiece for the Dark Order, walks into the ring and they are talking about Hangman Adam Page and they neither one of them mm-hmm. says Hangman Adam Page. His fucking lines about Don Callis too when he was like, your creepy uncle or whatever. Yeah. Like he wants to hear him. And then he was like, hey, the men are talking. Um, I just I uh, loved all of that. Yeah, Evil Uno. We say this, but I like this guy more every time I see him on TV. Yeah, like he's showing more and more personality with each with each minute of TV. I love it. Yeah, I just but I really do. I love th- this this thing that Evil Uno and Kenny Omega are playing yeah. on. Of we know who we're talking about. We don't even. But I'm not going to be the first one to be to say his name. Like you know who I'm talking about. So I want you to acknowledge who the number one contender is. And then on Kenny Omega's side, he's saying, no, this guy isn't worth my time. I'm not going to say his name. If you want it to be said, you say it Instead first. Instead of acknowledge so me, it's acknowledge him. Right? Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's my best friend or our best friend in the, in regards to dark order, which shout out dark order, join the dark order. Here's That's a, a fucking awesome shirt, by the way. Love it. Show it again. Love Show it, it again. Show it off. Get you on the base. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. There's evil Uno right there. For look at that. Eyes. Sticking his tongue out being all weird. Love, love it. it. So I love though that it is acknowledge him because it's our best friend has all the tools, all the talent to beat you. You know it. I know it. Fucking acknowledge it. And Kenny yeah. Omega being the brash, cocky world heavyweight champion says, fuck that. Fuck that. Now, here's the fun part. Evil Uno, uh, Omega going back and forth. Then <clears throat> the Good Brothers come out, which again, I'll get into in the main event, but I will, I'm going to go red in the face until this fucking changes. But anyhow, in time. They're over, uh, baby. Right? Isn't that what he said? Oh, yeah. He retweeted me, quote tweeted me and said that. Babe. Called me babe. Look here, pal. <laughs> you see what I did to MJF, motherfucker? I can really fuck you up. I like MJF. I don't like you. Anyhow. <laughs> so the Good Brothers come out, and they're jumping the the Dark Order, and they're beating their ass. And then you also got, uh you know... Cutler and the rest of the the super elite, except for the young bucks beating up on the dark order, which brings out hangman Adam page. And he clears house, right? Hits uh, one good brother hits the tall, good brother. They're out of the ring. And it leads to this moment. One of them is good. And one of them is brother, right? 
they're both kissing yeah, cousins in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> so they have this moment that is just reminiscent of revolution 2020 where hangman is in the buckshot lariat position to just tear Kenny Omega's head off and he doesn't do it. Now, if you go back to revolution, it was, is he my friend? Is he not? Should I be friends with this guy or should I, you know, tell him to go fuck himself fast forward to last night i believe and this is how i interpreted the moment is can i get this move on this guy like if i go for the buckshot lariat and i miss does that mm. prove that i'm the loser I, who i am yeah. or can i get this and then become you know the best in, in the world i didn't even necessarily get that as much as just I think it like I didn't pick that up because I, I didn't get that facial detection from Paige. I, although I think that might have been the better thing with the story. That's how I took it. it yeah, it more was what I got more out of it was that he was just kind of like, now it's you and me, and you see like I, you would I mm, I would have fucking killed you, and you're it's coming for you. Well, and that's a great way to interpret that moment because he comes into the ring. They have a, a face off where each of them were talking shit. And that could have easily been what hangman was saying is like, you saw what happened right there. I could have even easily knocked you out. And Kenny's like, you don't have the balls and all that. The great thing about Kenny Omega during this entire segment is he wouldn't acknowledge him to evil Uno. But as soon as hangman came out with his nonverbals, you know, in his, in his actions, he completely sold that he does not want any, of hangman adam page because he knows how good he is i think the underlying storylines to this major story of the world championship match is out of this world it is so good now maybe i'm reading into too much but i'm having fun reading in reading into all these details that may be true or may not be true this is the best story in pro wrestling i'm done with roman reigns and acknowledge me it's fine but it ain't number one it's this story right here and this was the shit yeah Hey, first of all, uh, anytime you get Jr. saying "cowboy," she is knit. Uh, yeah, is a moment that will live forever. He's still yeah got, for all of his gaffes, and there were plenty, and and there were even some in this show. Oh, he still got those moments where you're like, "All right, that that's that's good. I like that. <laughs> I like that." Well, speaking of Jr., after the the blow off between uh, Hangman and the Dark Order and the Super Elite and Kenny Omega. We get JR sit down interview with Ethan Page and Darby Allen. And this right here, this segment is the best 2021 representation of Jim Ross. This is how I think he should be used. Mm -hmm. Now, again, I'm just a gas bag in front of a microphone talking to, you he, know, he did talking his job to really well here. Very this, quick, very, you know what I mean? Just very to the point, very direct and very, well, he was like, hey. I'm fucking uncomfortable here. <laughs> right? Well, and that's the yeah. thing is he has the clout and he has the reputation to where he can dictate the conversation. He's not overshadowed by the wrestlers in the room. You know what I mean? He's still Jim Ross. So if he needs to call someone on their bullshit or if he needs to, you know, cut the bullshit and get back on track, he has that clout to do it. So this is where I thought Jim Ross shined the best on top of that. Darby Allen did good. I'm not saying anything against Darby Allen. Darby Allen, though, I felt like did the babyface promo here. Ethan Page, though, was so good. Acknowledging some of the points that Darby Allen made, where, you know, it was 12 years in wrestling for him, but it was Darby Allen's first year, and Darby Allen was in the same spot that Ethan Page was. 
and Ethan Page acknowledging that, yeah, that's true. And that's why I don't fucking like you, pal. Like, that's why I'm going to kick your ass. And so I thought this segment did a really great job of furthering a storyline without just it's a backstage brawl between two guys that don't like each other because the, the other thing is that at the very end i liked how ethan page was like i'm glad you didn't uh try to attack me here darby and he's like yeah wait till next week and i'm again i'm paraphrasing here but we we still get the payoff of the match next week so this was fantastic a coffin match ethan page versus darby allen again we'll recap that next yeah. week but that's what we get to look I, forward to i thought this segment was amazing i i like the what you said the the tone of the whole thing uh, which they are there and then just they explained with even leaving some to like they left it vague and didn't get into a whole lot of specifics so there's still more they could go into and mm-hmm. dig further but it actually gave a reason it was like oh i had no clue these guys were tied together at all before like it, that would have been helpful in the whole beginning of this well and this is a good thing that they did here because i, I think i told you this when we we're texting about aw last night is sometimes and we'll get into one of their downfalls on the bad side is sometimes aew assumes that you know what they know because well if you're a hardcore fan you know that ethan page and darby allen had these knockdown drag out wars and evolve and to a certain extent okay right like we we don't want to insult the the fan but you're on tnt this isn't you know, I sought out AEW on Fight TV because I love AEW. I saw it's, an ad for this on a finals game, and so I thought, exactly. you know what I mean? I thought I'd yeah, check it out. I, I remember saw, wrestling. Yeah, I saw Sting exactly. on the finals. <laughs> right. I was watching game one. Yeah, you're probably going to get some viewers where I was watching game one of the NBA finals between the Milwaukee Bucks and Phoenix Suns. What they a ran point. a... Yeah, they ran a uh, promo for AEW. They showed Sting, and I heard Jim Ross, and I said, I remember those guys. I'm going to tune in tomorrow night. Right. So those people no don't know who the fuck Darby Allen and Ethan Page are. So I liked in this segment, to your point, they spelled it out a little bit. Again, it wasn't insulting, but it did give you like, oh, they have some is, history. Is coffin match just a casket match? Or is that the same thing? Are we just putting some? I believe in? so. I think... I think you don't have to drop to, them from like a fire. No, <laughs> I, I think, you know, to AEW's credit, they do a lot of what WWE did, but then try to put their own spin on it. So instead of calling it casket, they're going to call it coffin. And then obviously with the coffin drop, I would not be shocked if Darby Allen wins this by shenanigans, maybe sting helps out, but then he puts Ethan page in the coffin and does the coffin drop into it and then shuts the, shuts the coffin. And that's how he wins. Always shenanigans. Or, Those damn shenanigans. Or I wouldn't be shocked if he tries that move. Ethan Page gets out of the coffin, and then Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page beat Darby Allen that way and close the door on him because he missed a coffin drop. I don't know. We'll see. Hey, all right. Anybody so now- just joining us live? You should join the chat. Meet some friends. Uh, there's not. We got some folks watching live here. Uh, yeah. Or here. Uh, stay tuned. Later, we got tweet the table in the show. If you follow us on Twitter and use hashtag tweet the table, we'll read your tweets right here on the show, and we're gonna get to some of those later with some of the very fine folks watching here on the live show with us. Yes, indeedy. Feed the needy. So let's get back to AW Dynamite. This was. I don't know. So the next match was Santana Ortiz and Hager versus Wardlow and FTR again, Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler. Now the pinnacle had Tully Blanchard. The inner circle had Conan. 
a pseudo member of like the fifth, like the sixth Beatle, you know, He's the kind of thing. Guy. Right. Yeah. Cause like we've seen Conan in previous uh, segments with the inner circle, obviously at the stadium stampede. But if you go back to when they traveled to Vegas, Conan just showed up out of nowhere. So he's friendly with the inner circle. However, this match, I don't know what we got out of it. You know, and yeah, it it didn't advance anything storyline wise here. You know what I mean? Like I just, well, it was fine. They beat each other up and the match was fine and everybody had their spots. Good. and FTR is is awesome. I'm going to say this like they had a lot of great, you know, just moves and, and spots that I thought were really done well. But like again, there was just no reason at this point. Like I, I don't want to see another big stipulation match with these two factions again. So like, I, how do we go away from this? Right? Is it the yeah. Jericho MJF finally? Kills I would all hope of so. It? That's I what I'm hoping is that the two leaders have their blow off and then yay, we're done. Right. Cause even uh, a segment that I missed is we did a quick backstage interview with Sammy Guevara uh, and then, or excuse me, with Sean Spears and then a half-ass chair shot to the shoulder took him out for whatever reason, which I understand what the point was. Uh, but Sammy Guevara takes him out with the chair and was like, this ain't over bitch. And I was like, okay, like, I get it. The chairman got a chair shot. Ha ha. But uh, I don't know. I like both factions. I do not want either faction to break up. I'm not saying like, let's disband the inner circle. Let's disband right. the pinnacle. But they need their own things. Yeah. Cause, cause here's the thing is what, what came to my mind as I was watching this match, which again, it was very good. Enjoyed all of it is the inner circle and the pinnacle keep battling about who's the best faction in AEW, like who's the dominant faction. Meanwhile, the super elite are over here with the tag team championships and the heavyweight champion hanging out. And they're not acknowledging that faction. That's the faction that has all the gold. That's the faction who are the EVPs like go after them. I know the inner circle already did, you know, two years ago with the stadium stampede match, but like, Pinnacle, go that way. You know, like we don't need to keep doing Wardlow and Jake Hager stare off at each other because yeah. we've had that fight, you know, not a nine million times, and but they a lot of times. Specifically, are not going to do anything new with it. I mean, I just maybe they could, but I Yeah. They did not. the MMA match. That was their that was their peak. Was Let's move right. on. Let's go. Yeah. Moving so post match, Conan hits Wardlow with a sock full of pool balls, which is a heel tactic, and that's fine. But then Tolly Blanchard chop blocks Conan, and we're supposed to feel bad for Conan. Yeah. Conan, you damn near killed Wardlow. Well, what did you but expect? Also, like, like we know Conan enough to be a tactician that wouldn't just like jump in the ring and do a. Well, maybe emotions got the best of them. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe emotions got the older, right? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. you know, yeah. But I just I didn't feel bad for Conan. Because he attacked Wardlow. So, yeah, Tully Blanchard should chop block him. He doesn't want his guys getting hurt. Nobody should attack Wardlow. Like, Yeah, it's a, few a stupid idea. A few people in the world should attack Wardlow. And Conan ain't it. Conan, Conan ain't it. Conan we're not it. Like, we ain't you know? it either. Mm. All right, so then after that match and segment, we get Carl Anderson. Mm-hmm. With a video package. And he's focusing on John Moxley's IWGP title. And it's announced that next week, I believe John Moxley will be defending his IWG 
IWGP US title against Carl Anderson. And hey, look, we had it with, uh, you know, another New Japan pro wrestler. I still don't understand how Carl Anderson is an impact, but he's also showing up in AEW and now he's representing New Japan. That makes no sense to me. But. To presumably win the title and take it away? Like, why wouldn't you just do that on New Japan TV? <laughs> like, I don't get it. I don't, yeah. I So, anyhow, we get that match. I'm a little disappointed, though, Tim. If the Young Bucks are going to do 17 V-triggers or whatever it was in that match to John Moxley, which takes him out for all of this time, I don't, I felt like that was underwhelming to say, like, hey, one of our biggest stars in the company is just coming back there he is look at that yeah there he is look check him out he's gonna wrestle this guy who's not one even half, in our company one half of a tag team <laughs> right and like, he's not even in our company like yeah i don't know it, if you were gonna do this i think you should have had a bigger name than carl anderson right if it's okada that comes up in a video package and he says i'm taking the iwgp us title back to new japan john moxley so, i got your number okay but carl anderson but so, there's here. also this thing too that like you know i'm fine that the forbidden door is open as they like to call it to a large extent but yet i do see why a guy like vince mcmahon would be like don't fucking mention them like because now i'm like oh man all that cool stuff happened in new japan and that title is from new japan and you had this cool return in new japan and then you guys are going to have this, like, badass match for for this title that belongs to New Japan. What the fuck am I watching AEW for? I'm going to go watch that. the New Japan. A little of that. Now, the other thing I, I want to mention, and I and I did so on our uh, Twitter page, at Table Show, which, by the way, uh, we live tweet during AEW Dynamite. So join the conversation there and use hashtag tweet table or just respond to some of our tweets as we're live tweeting. But Carl Anderson alluding to, I'm bringing back, uh, the IWGP uh, U.S. title to the Bullet Club. Well, the Bullet Club is where New Japan uh, or New Japan is where the Bullet Club started, and it just feels like talking about the Bullet Club in 2021. And I said this on Twitter is like going to a karaoke bar and yelling "Play Freebird." It's just so played out. Like, come on, it just really does feel of like okay. Well, then go restart that and see if it's going to be as cool again because like that's all you guys will talk about or allude to or act as though like well you remember we did the bullet club so we're the coolest well, ever <laughs> like it's like I, okay yeah I, I, and it even has like shades of the varsity blondes how we talked about them last week where it's like they're just talking about their past hey this guy played football and i feel like carl anderson just go hey remember i did the this thing the bullet yeah. Now I get to like, some extent, right? Like I get Holland Nash still rocked NWO because merch sales and shit and like, you know what I mean? You want to kind of maybe keep some of that alive. So maybe the that's part of the angle, but I just I don't know. I don't I'm know. Not a fan, I guess, so. Yeah, it just feels dated. It feels yeah. like you're wearing an affliction shirt when Speaking you talk about the dated. Boy Club. Uh shout out to the chat here talking with Big Josh. He says, "By the way, little FYI, Tom, his birthday yeah is sunday he'll be 39 365 days away from 40 hey mm, 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 happy mm, early mm, birthday mm, josh the greatest future 39 year old mm, on the planet on the planet and last week's beer sponsor of the week by the way ultimate one says wait who called you babe t-mac that would be machine gun carl anderson <laughs> explain that story again real quick so 
on an episode of Dark, and I will still stand by this. I'll tell it to Carl Anderson's fucking face. I don't care. What's he going to do to me? Fucking do a little bullet motion at me? Punk He's going to point two fingers at you? Oh, yeah, look at this. <laughs> so I said in a tweet that AEW sent out that Carl Anderson was going to be in action on an episode of AEW, I believe, Dark Elevation. And I said, why? Why in the fuck is a guy that works for Impact Wrestling taking a spot now on a YouTube show? I said this. I go, why is Carl Anderson taking up TV time for AEW? He quotes tweets me and says, because I'm hashtag over babe and gives me a kissing emoji. So I said, dot, dot, dot. Are you over? <laughs> yeah. Like Question mark. Cause you're the sixth coolest guy in a faction from 10 years ago or however long it is, but you're like buff Bagwell of the bullet. Yeah. Club. <laughs> yeah. If this was a super bowl team, let's just say the bullet club got to the level of super bowl in pro wrestling, right? You'd be the fullback. No one gives a fuck about the fullback. Okay. Cool. Bud. You're over. You're, you're the not long snapper. You mother. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's probably, he's like, you're right. He's the fullback. He's the fullback. He's in there running he, block. He's right. featured. Mm -hmm. You need him, You're but you let him really a, need him. You're going to let him get a, a fourth and goal from the one, right? He's not getting endorsements. He's not mm -hmm. being on the cover of Wheaties. He's just the fucking guy he's gonna that endorse helps the, local the other barbecue guys. joint, right? Yeah. Like, he's yeah. going to have a car wash. Fuck him. Anyhow. He will own two car washes in your local <laughs> metro area. Yeah. <laughs> so after the commercial break, we get Judas playing. That means only one thing. Chris Jericho's coming out. And the crowd singing, uh, Judas, da 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 da. But MJF was already in the ring. Chris Jericho gets royalties every time. I uh, hate he comes to, out, something. right? Like he he's had to put double, a check. He's double dipping on that, right? <laughs> yeah. But MJF yells, "Cut it!" While Judas is playing, because I almost got him. A fan rushes the ring, and this was what the fuck. Now, breaking kayfabe here. I didn't really do it, but in storyline, you motherfuckers. Anyhow, what the first show back? Well, my guys? so I think I was looking away and I hear, you know, cut it, cut it. And it's MJF. And I'm like, what's he saying? And then I just see the camera being all jacked up and, and Jericho punching somebody in the head. And I was like, oh, shit. And then I kind of figured out what was going on. Um, I don't know if you saw on online, somebody has like cell phone camera from behind Jericho. And so you see a whole lot more of it. So the guy rushes and the, and the security guard grabs him and he manages to turn the security guard, right? But he, then he like, he gets him down and then you see Justin Roberts grab that guy's leg and yank him off of the goddamn stage and then just kind of like fucking throw him down and fucking turn around and walk off while the security guards take care of the action. I was like, God damn, go Justin Roberts. It was fucking fun. Well, and Hey, the best time to feel like a superhero is when you got security guards around you. So I would do the same thing, of right? Course, What's going to happen to me? These well, yeah, I mean, hey, take care of you. Hey, you know, if they need a hand, yeah, yeah I gotcha. <laughs> gotcha, motherfucker. Punk. Yeah. Now I'm going to go sign some fucking autographs. <laughs> <laughs> so we get MJF talking about how, hey, someone else try me, you know, all the fun stuff. Oh, hey, so that was a masterclass, though, in deflecting away from that. And bringing it back here, right? Like, he instantly was like, insult the crowd, boo me, motherfuckers, and look yeah. right here, right? Like, back into this. That was excellent. Yeah, it was very good. However, I thought that because of the fan, and that was not their fault at all, they kind of started off hot, right? Like, so they couldn't do the, like, 
hello, Jericho. Mm. Well, hello, MJF. They had to go right into like, fuck these people and fuck you too. And then now they're like at a level of six. It. Yeah. He was just like, I welcome any of you fat white trash. <laughs> but he's like, yeah. like, kick your ass. <laughs> I love was good. like, well, we don't condone that. <laughs> yeah. It was great. Yeah. So here we go. Let's they they have all their fun one liners. You know, these two together will always have a great promo. This is another one that you could put on a YouTube highlight clip of other promos they've done in the past. But we get to Chris Jericho signs the contract. The stipulation is that MJF demands Chris Jericho has to wrestle four matches and if gets through all four matches and all four matches have a different stipulation, then he can wrestle MJF. Now let me, let me do a little fantasy booking for you. Okay. So four members, then the fifth it's MJF. Logically you would say that's FTR Wardlow, Sean Spears, then MJF, right? Now, MJF said, I borrowed from your blueprint what you did to John Moxley, where John Moxley had to face the inner circle to then face you. So I think he means that literally. I think Chris Jericho is going to have to wrestle Sammy Guevara, Jake Hager, Santana, and Ortiz to then get to MJF. That would be fucking cool. Yeah, how does he enforce that they don't take a dive? Well, then you do stipulations, right? It's first one through thumbtacks, for a tables match, right? Like, that's what I would do, right? To where you couldn't just do the finger poke of doom and one of them makes well, the dive still, and falls. like, just picking up a thumb through a table. You know what I mean? Like, you have to find a way. But, I mean, yes, I love the idea of however you, somebody come up with that nugget, well, right? Or you threaten well, to fire them. Right? Like they get fired if they don't fucking or, try to win that match. Yeah. Or this is where ego comes in. Right? And Sam Guevara's like, I'm not laying down for you. <laughs> what? I'm the future. Yeah. I'm hey, not. I, I would like go. it if he's got. All right. So he's going to have to face. Uh, he's going to face Wardlow. Right? I, I'm going to go the other way. Right? He's going to face Wardlow right. the first one out. Right? In a fucking whatever uh, you know what i mean a fucking backyard brawl right whatever right just a thing where you think wardlow would be shit of him he finds a way to win then you're gonna face ftr right in a two-on-one handicap against the best tag team in the world finds a way to win that right and then it's totally blanchard in a fucking some kind of weird ass right and then it gets through that and then you know I, I don't even know what a fourth one would be at that point. Oh right? well, then it would be sean, sean spears, spears in a chairs, chairs match. match right yeah mm-hmm. yeah that would be yeah. he's that- got to face totally blanchard at this that point, like fun. a Dean Malenko helps and Conan yeah. helps. And so I think that might be coming. That would be great. And again, that's logical. And I think that's fun, but I think it would be interesting. The ultimate one agrees with you in the chat. He says, make Jericho fight the inner circle. I hope MJF is listening. That I mean, right? Like it's that's cool. the blueprint. I just want to know, like for me to get past the, like, how do I know they're not faking it? Right. There's gotta be a storyline aspect for me, but again, it doesn't have to be. I'm not the only one watching. If other people yeah. are forgiving of it, let's fucking see it. Let's do it. But I think I think if you explore the ideas of these other Jake Hager, for example, I don't feel like has you know the character Jake Hager has the capacity to hey, just lay down for anyone. We we're to expect MJF comes from money, right? Mm-hmm. What if there's so much on the line that it's like, you know what I mean? Life changing because none of these guys Jericho is is perceivably ultra rich in the world right. of pro wrestling, but none of these other guys are perceivably like ultra rich right like they're doing this oh, to provide yeah. for their families and shit they've even mentioned that 
you offer them like it's ten million dollars on the line or whatever. You know what I mean? And they're like, that's what I'm saying, bro. You, you know, Santana and Ortiz have been telling us with this feud with FTR that they came from the other side of the tracks. They were dirt poor. You say this is the hundred thousand dollar match. Winner gets a hundred thousand dollars. Santana might fuck up Jericho. So it's just a fun idea. I was thinking about that, trying to think like, how can you make this different than just logical pro wrestling? Again, I would not hate the logical pro wrestling. I just think it might be fun to do something different, but let's move on. After the commercial break, we get Tony Schiavone backstage talking to Britt Baker and kind of talking about how like, she's the one that once saw this attention. Do you think maybe post, you know, healing up from this surgery or injury, we get a rebel versus Britt Baker. Uh, we might. Uh, we had a little bit of a glitch here. It, it, the the uh, program crashed, but it looks like it's up and running again. So if we glitched, uh, you know, we may, you know, sh- you know, we're streaming again. It looks like double check. Okay, that. good. But um, uh, I like this backstage uh, with the uh, with the Britt Baker and Reba is what we were discussing here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like I like the little shades of Reba like kind of shit talking in the back, right? Because yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Like this is fun. Yeah, yeah I, I like this and a good thing to. You know, I mean, Britt Baker's money every time we see her. I mean, I don't think this really did a whole lot, right? Um, was- yeah, and, you know, I think the the line of the night was from Britt Baker where she alluded to blood money because Vicky Guerrero got the match because uh, Andrade came to AEW, but then alluding to, like, next time you want blood money, we'll just do a show in Saudi Arabia talking about how WWE took the money to go do Saudi Arabia shows. I will say this. It's good to punch up every so often. I think this one wasn't the best punch up comment, you know, to say, fuck the WWE. However, I will say I'm glad it didn't come from the young bucks, right? Like it wasn't another young bucks does a funny thing making fun of the WWE. It came from a different superstar and it was Britt Baker this time. So eh, didn't hate that too much, but again, I don't know if we need to do it too much. Right. All right. So then after the uh, Britt Baker segment, we get, the in-ring debut of Andrade. He's taking on Matt Seidel here. Well, just tell me your thoughts. Andrade comes out with a mask and a suit. Vicky Guerrero and some other schmuck is standing next to him. What do you think of the whole presentation and first match for Andrade? Yeah, fine. I mean, I just, you know, I, 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 that's his thing now, right? He's going to come out super dressed in the nines every time, which is cool. That's always going to look good. Um, the mask was interesting, right? A very interesting choice. Mm-hmm. Um, look like and, a gimp. Yeah. And then, um, I just, you know, he wrestled in the pants, which made it look like he was, you know, wearing some like old timey circus pants. Uh, you know what I mean? Like he was a gypsy or something or maybe oh, played for I, the Yankees in 1920. That's what I was saying. I thought he was about to field some ground balls yeah. playing second base for the Yankees. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it happened, yeah, right? Andrade happened. gets the victory as we thought he would, but post match Andrade attacks my Matt Seidel again and then puts his arm in some type of ringer with a belt and all that. Thought that was interesting that Mike Seidel didn't come out, right? That's your brother. Where the hell were you? But anyhow, we'll get past that. Uh, it's made to look on may it's made to look that Andrade is this dastardly heel. So mission accomplished. But after that, we get a video package talking about the history between Christian cage and Matt Hardy looks like next week, or I believe night one, of uh, fight for the fallen we're gonna get christian cage versus matt hardy hopefully that's the first and last one just like chris jericho said i you know chris jericho doesn't want to wrestle matt hardy you know why because what the fuck else can they do right as much as that pop was cool during the uh casino battle royal 
where Matt Hardy and Christian faced off. I think that was fun in the moment, but that necessarily a story we need to run with. So I like this keeping Christian Cage busy, but let's just let's just get by it. That's what mm-hmm. I said. Here we go. Yeah, now listen, I have every faith in Christian is going to do everything he can to make this match a fucking five-star match. Um, Mm -hmm. Matt Hardy, I think, will have the same energy, and we've seen him pull off some great storytelling in some of the things he's done. We know he's limited in his physical abilities these days, so it'll be interesting to see how they handle just this, we're squaring up in a match, in a ring, you know what I mean? Not on a compound, not in some weird, you know what I mean? Like, this is just, Mm -hmm. so it'll be interesting to see how they pull this off. Yeah, and it's going to be fun, right? Like you said, Christian Cage is going to do what he needs to do to make sure that this is a good match. And Matt Hardy, even though he is limited, like you said, he can make, you know, chicken salad sometimes out of chicken shit. So it'll be fine. But again, let's let's not play out this story too many more weeks. Anyhow, uh, after um, the commercial break, we get a segment that I thought should have actually been on the show and replaced with another one that we'll talk about here in a little bit, but they showed that earlier in the night, Ricky Starks came out with the security and said, uh, he can't trust Brian cage. Uh, he's going to embarrass, um, Brian cage and Taz comes out and it's like, what in the fuck are you doing? Like, you're an idiot. Like what in the hell? And I think Ricky Stark said something about like he's gonna bang Chris or uh, Brian Cage's wife or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, he was yeah. saying something about the wife. Yeah, that's for sure. This feels like the beginning of the end, though, for Team Taz, doesn't it? Or at least with Ricky Starks in Team Taz, which is interesting because I thought this entire time they were gonna be kicking Brian Cage out because Brian Cage was gonna go babyface. Maybe they and- do. Maybe that's the swerve. Yeah, maybe, but it feels like they... So maybe they let Cage go on, and maybe, maybe Cage has got something going. Maybe he's gonna, who knows, right? We never know that. Um, maybe he's going to go fuck do Japan for a while. So, you know, we never know what's going on, but maybe that's it. Maybe they think, like, Cage is going to go on a face run, and it's going to be Starks with the FTW title and Team Taz, and he's going to be the new Rock, which has got some feels of it, right, with his, like, look oh, and his demeanor and everything. He's great, and I will say... The next segment here, we're going to talk about Tony Schiavone and Arn Anderson, and we know what happens. And obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably do too. But before we get there, what I want to talk about is um, more Ricky. Like Andrade is great. Miro is out of this world awesome. More Miro. We didn't get Miro on the, on this episode, but like I want more Ricky Starks. I want more Kip Sabian. Then I do Alistair Black, Andra, you know what I'm saying? And so it's like, if you paid attention to, to Twitter this past week, Brian Cage, I think breaking Cage here, got pissed that in Austin, Texas, where Ricky Starks and Brian Cage are going to wrestle, uh, they didn't make the poster. They put Paul White, Mark Henry, Dustin Rhodes, all these fucking people, and not the two guys that are actually going to wrestle. And I think one of them is from that area. So... Like this is where AEW feels like it's getting a little too bloated and like focus on your homegrown talent. And I know Brian cage came from impact, but you get what I'm saying. Like focus on these guys. We don't need to just bring in new faces every week. Yeah. Tom, uh, before we continue, uh, I wanted to shout out the chat again. They said, uh, we needed a stat boy like PTI. And I told him that you spent the budget for a stat boy, uh, on the MJF coin, which uh, in case anybody is just joining the live stream, I want to put this back up that Tom spent everything he has on this MJF coin. 
I stole uh, this hat. And it's down 37% from last week and now 80% overall. Uh, but you, you, they repossessed the car and you stole it back, so that's good. Fuck um, yeah. But yeah, that's where all. That's why we do not have a stat boy, and why we cannot fact check. Uh, we were gonna. We we talked. We we're like, maybe we should fact we check. Yeah. You know, everybody keeps saying. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we thought, like, thought we'd get two. We're gonna do we it. We thought we'd yeah. get one for me and one for you mm-hmm. because this MJF coin was gonna take off. We and had conversations, it, but we can't it hire. It took them. off. It took off and left. Whoop. Yeah. God damn. Yeah, and of course I stole the car back. Me and old Lefty Eight Fingers, we got that car. We know what to do. Lefty Eight Fingers was in on you this? You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, Dude, Lefty if Papa fingers. Shango hears about this. Oh, fuck him. Fuck him, Papa. Anyhow, Tony Schiavone in the ring, talking to Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson, God bless America. Probably the most underrated promo guy in the history of pro wrestling. Believe, believability every single time he grabs that microphone cadence off the charts promo one-liners off the chart he is so goddamn good i just i fucking just uh arn anderson appreciation sentence there real quick but he says hey let's get to business but before we get to business just like in cody's match lights go out but this time lights come back on and it's tommy end now he's gonna be known as malachi black Let's talk about this segment. I think this was the big, you know, moment of the night leaving AEW Dynamite. So, Tim, I wanted to get your thoughts. What did you think of Tommy End giving black masses to both Cody and Arn Anderson? Okay, out of all the people we've mentioned, right, the the Andrades of the world, you know, these Tommy Ends, you know, there's a Murphy who, who's running around now, right? We've got the, you know, everybody's showing up, right? All the people that WWE are letting go. I'm, I'm. I'm happy that these people are going to get a chance to yep. show me what everybody's been telling me is the greatest fucking thing to happen to pro wrestling, and, and I just haven't been seeing it, right? I've yet to see it still. Now, Tommy <laughs> in is, you know, what we're going to call him Malachi Black now, I guess, is one that I think can do something, right? He will be able to tell unique stories. I worry about if somebody's not reining him in, they will be long-winded as fuck. They will be early Bray Wyatt, um, you know what I mean? Nursery rhymes, yeah. Things that get out of hand. Um, so, you know, I, I'm still kind of like, ah, and, and I just, it doesn't make sense. And we're going to talk about this and Tweet the Tables. Uh, but, like, it just, why? What's he, is it fucking Cody again? What's he going to say? Cody wronged me in the past? Like, every fucking buddy else? Like, I don't know why. He's here beating up fucking daddy Arn Anderson and fucking, and just, again, I was, I, you know, enough people have heard me now. I loved a fantasy book. That's my favorite thing. I've been doing it since elementary school. Shout out John Batten. We used to write storylines during school all the damn time. I thought the same thing you did as far as, oh, we're going to, we're going to get another person who didn't like Cody, right? We had MJF, Sean Spears, uh, Cutie Marshall, which again, Cutie will get you on next week. Uh, you know, Cutie. a lot enough. Damn it. Yeah. I forgot to call. Yeah. Sorry. Man, we forgot. It, Sorry, it'll man. happen. It happens. Sorry. But we've had enough friends say we used to be friends and now we're not right. I think the interesting angle that you take with Malachi black and his feud with Cody is it's not even about Cody. It's about Arn Anderson. I attacked Arn Anderson. Cody, you shouldn't have came out. My beef wasn't with you at all. That's why I fucking hit the black mask on Arn Anderson. I don't like that motherfucker. And you want to know why I don't like that motherfucker? 
And then you can go into, he was my coach. He was going to be my mentor and he chose you over me and fuck you and fuck him. He's going to have to pay for the sins of not choosing me. And then he takes out Cody. Then he takes out, cause you know who you could take out before he takes out Cody, get some TV time for Brock Anderson. Mm-hmm. Have Malachi Black just fuck up Brock Anderson backstage yeah. anywhere he goes. It just feels that's weird, what though, we could do if we're gonna have this like dark, mysterious guy who can fuck with the lights and he's got a fucked up eye. And it's about Arn didn't train me. Like it's gonna be weird. You know what I mean? Like, I just, well, no, but I'm just saying. Like, yeah. we can make it more than just co- we can we can take a yeah. different angle. I would hope. Yeah, I just I, uh, I just wish we would have taken a way different angle. Yeah. From this, I, I just—I mean, again, obviously, time will tell. I, we're judging it way too early, but it is a fresh coat of paint for Cody, right? So now he's done with the factory thing. It looks like so that's good. He's going in a new direction because he was getting a little stale there for that's a second. What it is. He's mad that he fucked with Cutie. Of course, of course, we would do the same thing. We would have yeah, done the would. same thing. But the guy, mm-hmm. the wires got crossed, and the guy went after Chris Jericho, and you know, it happens. Bad communication. Yeah, and then let's talk about this. The announcing team. Oh, boy. This was old, bad old, from everyone. Tony, Jim, and Mark there? Well, Mark <laughs> was interesting to hear from Jim Ross. Sorry about that, he, Mark. Like, yeah, good night. Were you calling him a Mark? Or <laughs> Yeah, that's what they so, – he should have came out and been like, fucking Jim Ross called me a Mark. I'll show him. <laughs> right? And yeah. then just played it off. <laughs> That's what he should have been just, like. Don't you call me a Mark? <laughs> I, I just wish it, it doesn't make sense from a home viewer because you have the crowd chanting Tommy end and the announcer saying, no, he's Malachi black. First off, how the fuck, you know, right now, Excalibur tried and he said, I wrestled this guy 15 years ago. That's no Tommy end where he could have went is that's the alter ego of Tommy end malachi that's black that's the only way you could have known that name now I, I have no clue if he used that name on the indies and, and that's where I. maybe that's why he he chose alistair black i i have no clue but yeah that's for others but, to tell us that's what that's why we need that stat boy which big josh said he would be our stat boy free of charge if he had the time we'll talk send a resume we'll talk afterwards uh, yeah. <laughs> with yeah. a cover letter yeah cover letter uh, mm-hmm. yeah so so again we have a commentary team saying that they know the name of a guy where the crowd is chanting a different name. And again, we've done this before, right? We did we the people with Jake Hager, but Husky then the Harris. next week, yeah. But we did the in AEW, I'm speaking uh, specifically, is we did the we the people, but then Chris Jericho the next week was like, that's stupid creative. We don't talk about that shit. We could have done this, and hopefully we do it next week, possibly, where Tommy N can say, you know me as Tommy N, but after this eye injury or whatever, whatever this eye represents, I am no longer that guy. I am Malachi Black. Okay, it's your weird alter ego or whatever we're, we're saying. We can go that route. I also think we're making a little bit too much of a big deal of, Oh my God, Alistair Black's eye got fucked up by Seth Rollins. He left the company and he's still going with it. It's this, it's this shapeshifter character that is the same person, but, but just different names. Okay. That's you're reaching pretty, pretty much there. I just also don't give a shit that like, I, I would prefer he didn't have the weird fucked up eye, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I hope that gets explained because you're all you're going to make me think of is Seth Rollins. And I don't know if AEW wants me to think of Seth Rollins. 
Yeah, it's just interesting. Again, like if yeah, I don't know. Can he see? Can he? Does he have like X-ray vision? Like, what's going on with that thing? Mm-hmm. But let's move on. Mm-hmm. So that was the moment of the night. Then we get the women. Right before the men, but event? we get the but we get the women with the men. Ah. It's a mixed tag match: mm-hmm. Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander versus the Blade and the Bunny. This was good. I like the finish. I'll say that the match. Eh. The storyline, okay, I'm excited for Blade getting a little bit of a push here, being with Orange Cassidy, but what did you think? Yeah, same thing. I just, this match didn't like necessarily move the needle. I mean, good, fine storytelling, and you know, like you said, it gets more exposure for some people who aren't getting on TV, and um, the Blade looks like a million dollars. I mean, goddamn, that guy's fucking ripped. And I thought he came out looking the best because he got the brass knucks and knocked out Orange Cassidy, but because Chris Statlander tagged herself in he had to go to yep. the outside of the ring and bunny gets rolled up so chris statlander still gets a victory she's still rocketing to the top you know eventually going to face Britt baker i assume but then we still get blade fucked up orange cassidy two weeks in a row now he's left him knocked out so we get blade still looking strong so i like the creative finish for both of the important characters here again though why do we always have to put the women right before the men's main event don't get that. Let's do better. Let's do better. I saw on Elevation uh, Serena Deeb fucking wrestle somebody. I forget who what her name was, but goddamn Serena Deeb is the shit. We need Serena Deeb on Dynamite. Yeah, I still think, you know, the ultimate boss for Britt Baker is to avenge that lights out match against Thunder Rosa. But if Thunder Rosa gets the NWA title again and Billy Corbin, right? Is it Corbin or Corgan? Whatever it is. NWA guy. Corgan. Uh, Corgan. Smashing Pumpkins. That's who he is. But if he decides, hey, I want Thunder Rosa because she is a hot commodity to be on my NWA uh, show. Look at this in the chat. Uh, Stat boy, Big Josh, chiming in saying there's nothing in his Wikipedia that says he was ever called Malachi Black. He went from Tommy N to Aleister Black to Malachi Black. Well, there you go. Big Josh. Fact checked. Best beer sponsor in Spanish non-stable history. We hate, we named July 1st Big Josh Day in Spanish non-stable universe. By the universe, way, if so, you want to know what go. Tom is talking about, head on over there to the SpanishAnnounceTable.net. Look for the PayPal link to donate. Uh, if you have any troubles, just reach out to us uh, on the social medias, which you can find the links for as well. SpanishAnnounceTable.net will help you give us money and become the beer sponsor of the week. And we'll tell everyone how great you are, how good you smell. Uh, you know, it'll be good. Everybody so, will have a good time. So let's get back to what I was saying here for a second. Is If if NWA says Thunder Rose is the hot commodity, we want her as a champ. We're going to take her away from AEW sure. for a while. Great. Then you better push Serena Deeb in that spot for the time being because she is money. Serena Deeb just looks vicious every time I see her. Like, it's believable. It looks like a fight. That's the thing. She looks like she can fight. She can do the, like, I'm going to throw Rio's knee into the mat 17 times. Or she she can do the. Yeah, it was some girl who, I I forget her name, but, like, I guess she's supposed to be, like, the, the, like, she's. Like she's friendly, but then goes psycho and then friendly in sight, right? Like kind of like is what I was gathering from the little bit of mm-hmm. speaking they were doing towards the gimmick. And she just, just threw it down on her. Like the girl came out and was trying to shake Serena Deeb's hand because she was like, shake my hand. It's it's her birthday. That's what it was. Serena Deeb's birthday. And she's like, look, it's her birthday. And Serena Deeb's like, whap, slap to the face and let's go. Right. And it was just on from there. And it was great. It was awesome. But yeah. Which, yeah. Which, uh, speaking of dark though, real quick, I'm trying to find the match because I forget who he I think it was took like, oh. on. 
Ryan. Oh, he took on the Murder Hawk. Yeah, Murderhawk, and yes. that was a fun match. We've had him on the show before uh, in the old NWL days as Maverick. Um, yeah. But, uh, man, man, uh, that was a great match, too. Murderhawk versus uh, uh, the Moonshine Mantel. They call him Ryan Mantel there, I think. Yeah, uh, but it's Moonshine. So that's yes. why I was looking up. I didn't know if they went by Moonshine, but he does on the indies, but they went with Ryan on AEW. Swell fucking Fine. guy, too, also. Like, one of the oh. coolest guys to us, uh, you know what I mean, yeah. friendliest dudes. Um, absolutely. But you're right. Like why, why the women in the, in the next to the main event. And this time it was even half the women, you know, it was right. interesting. Yeah. So anyhow, let's get into the main event and I will credit AEW. I told you this, uh, when we were talking back and forth last night, they did a lot of living in these hour and 30 minutes to get all of this talent in before we even saw Eddie Kingston. That's the fucking man, right? Like I love Hangman. It's a different kind of over, right? Yeah. Eddie's over, so is Hangman, but it's in different. Well, it's like Stone know. Cold and Shawn Michaels, right? There's right, two exactly. Different, yeah, two, two different, different types of guys, but you love them both. These are two different aspects of my multiple personalities that I love, right? Like these Definitely. are the guys that I right. <laughs> But uh, what I was going to say, though, is credit to AEW for getting a lot of living in before we even got to the main 100%. attraction, in my opinion, this Eddie show, Kingston. Very few missteps and just hitting, like it was Homer, Homer, Homer. Okay, Miss Homer, Homer, Homer. Like, they did yeah. good this show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the only criticisms that I have are nitpicky. It's just mm-hmm. being like, mm, but if I was in Georgia, it's, it's, well, it's it a fucking awesome show. Weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I think that you should have. <laughs> Anyhow, we had a street fight for the AEW World Tag Team titles. The Young Bucks, the champions, taking on Eddie Kingston and Penta, who had a win over them the prior week. So this was a street fight. And boy, did we street fight. This was fun. I, I liked it. I love when the Young Bucks are heels because this really lets you want to hate them, right? Like, and I do. Really oh, just, I fucking like do. Like, you really want to see them get punched around. You really want to see them get, you know what I mean, the Kansas City cunt punt. All and they that, play right? into it with those stupid jean shorts the, the that they have. Tennessee had. testicle tickler, you know what I mean? Oh, like all yeah. That. Twister. Sorry. It's not the tickler. Tickler's a different <laughs> thing. It's, it's a, a Papa Shango a move. More, a little more pricey to get the tickler, but the yeah. twister, yeah, you know, man. Yeah. Ugh, rough. So this this street fight, though, it was knockdown, drag out, war. I will say credit to them for still getting in their fun shit, right? We got a Canadian destroyer off the ring apron through a table with Pentagon and I think, or Penta, and uh, I think it was Matt Jackson. But the finish. So anyhow, before I get to the finish, though, real quick, uh, we had Eddie Kingston get the rear naked choke on Matt Jackson. Nick, though, takes out the referee, which, eh, okay, it's legal, right? Legal. But I still thought that was, again, but they're heels, so that is cheap, so fine. Uh, But they powerbomb Nakamura while he was still spraying the... The Cutler. Thing. Yeah, Cutler, that's right. Yeah, yeah. it's not Nakamura. Right, yeah, it's Cutler. Right, yeah. Well, Nakamura is WWE. Right, right, yeah. Same role. Nakazawa. Right, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Nakazawa, yeah, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah that's it. Right, yeah. Fact checking here. Josh Cutler's got, the, uh, Cutler's got the things. With, with, was it a powerbomb or something, right? Like, And he mm-hmm. was still spraying that shit. Still like, spraying They still it. got in a bunch of the gimmicks, but I didn't feel like a lot of them were ill-timed or just taking too much time, if you will. I thought this was done really well. And there was enough times to say, well, that's when Eddie Kingston and Penta should have been the tag champions with not actually giving them the, the belts, right? Right. So the Good Brothers came out again. Why isn't there, why isn't here? Here's the easiest thing. Cause I keep yelling about this. Why isn't there a tag team mad that impact wrestlers are taking their TV time? Mm, right. Well. That should be enough. But now why isn't the dark order coming out to fuck up the good brothers? They fucked mm. you up earlier in the night. True. Why aren't you coming back out to beat their ass? There's an easier one. 
Now, who helped Eddie and Pinta in this match, though, was the elite hunter, Frankie Kazarian. And I want to point out something here. It's a cool concept, right? You agree, right? Cool concept on paper. Yes. However, I don't know, Tim, if, if you've been keeping track. Uh, I have just because I have a weird drunk baby brain. Uh, every time Frankie Kazarian's helped, the fucking baby faces lose. Yeah. It's just, it's weird. like, it's a great concept if there's nobody else that can stop this super group, you know, the super elite, they've got all the power. And the elite hunter is what is starts slowly picking them off. But that's not what's happening. He's coming into other people's shine and not wasting time. Yeah, not helping. Like, he may take one guy away, but it doesn't change the outcome. Yeah, it's it's Cutler or, you know, Don Callis or what, you know, he runs maybe off Don Callis. Maybe Machine Gun. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, and it's just like. Maybe the gotta, Buff Bagwell of the Bullet Club. Right, exactly. Yeah, the Horace Hogan of the, the Bullet Club. Carl Anderson just, you know, I just don't get it where you got to have some wins. You got to have some traction to say you're the elite hunter. Cause right now you're not really doing shit and you're kind of not even helping. So go away. Maybe. I don't know. Just some food for thought. Yeah, you're like uh, the elite the finish, weekend though. hunter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He is. Yeah. He might as well just wear golf pants and fucking Ooh, big josh like says maybe kazarian is an elite spy i mean possibly but right now he just looks like an elite loser you know that could he help if like they the- find a way if they find a way to do the like swerve hangman loses because kazarian gave him the the undercut yeah. and then kenny omega goes on and still accuses the champ and now hangman's coming after kazarian who's a heel like maybe possibly but, you know that's the only way i think that would work but let's talk about the finish. I thought the finish was really creative and a little dangerous. So you get the thumbtacks introduced by Eddie Kingston, right? Right. But the finish is who just Nick carries Jackson. those around, by the way. I think he just has like a sack of tacks. He seems like in his pocket at all times. Yeah. Yeah. He has a, yeah, a sack of thumbtacks and someone else's credit card, just walking around the yeah, streets of New York. Someone credit card and a sack of tacks, man. Yeah. Ready to go, baby. That could be the show title. What kind of shoes um, are you wearing? <laughs> But I thought it was crazy because Nick Jackson throws thumbtacks in the face of Pinta, which, fun fact, now we're back in front of fans, there's people behind him. Yeah. He could be throwing thumbtacks at him. Hey, he man. chose this show yeah. to do the thumbtack spot. You saw Eddie Kingston on the ticket. You fucking should have brought some goddamn protective eyewear. I'm telling you that much. I know, but I just thought, like, of all the shows that didn't have fans, you could have done this thumbtack spot, and you chose you could have the first gun show. blasted thumbtacks. Yeah, <laughs> but you chose the first show that has just, fans to say, you know what we're gonna hey, do? Throw thumbtacks. Fans are trying at to fight us, goddammit. We're gonna fucking take it to you too, man. Fuck you. Fuck you. This is for that MJM moment. Your you fucking friend, motherfucker. <laughs> But then you also had, I don't know if you caught this because, again, the camera work wasn't great, and it wasn't great all night. I'm going to be honest. That was a nitpicky thing of mine. Whoever's directing back there is. You're getting better, but you're not great. Uh, They put thumbtacks in the mouth of Eddie Kingston and then hit him with a V-trigger. Ha. Kudos to the Young yeah. Bucks. And again, I hate them. Yeah, they didn't Kudos hit that there. spot well enough from a, from a cinematography perspective, I agree with you. But, yeah, the idea of like, oh. Yeah. Like as close that to a, as close to an actual curb stop as we can get in wrestling. 
Yeah, so that was it. The Young Bucks then get the victory. They retain the AEW Tag Team Championships. Uh, Tim, that was AEW Dynamite Road Rager. Road what Rager. did you think of this special event? I'm happy to see him back on the road. I'm happy to see the crowd just in it and and loving it. And I'm happy for the fucking hangman. Oh, you know, one thing I didn't mention, but it's not that big of a deal. Uh, Dan Lambert from American Top Team came uh, out, cut a Jim Cornette. Okay. That big was a Jim miss. Cornette promo. Big miss, man. God damn big miss. Yeah, Jim Cornette probably, he probably had Jim Cornette write that promo for him. But uh, we were talking, and, and I was a little bit behind you, and, and you brought this up, but I, I started hitting on that, like, they never said who the fuck that is. And they briefly mentioned Jorge Masvidal. Jorge Masvidal and Amanda Nunes. And so, like, I know those names because of you, right? Because of my proximity mm -hmm. to an MMA fan and the MMA world. I literally might not, maybe from catching commercials, have heard of those names ever. Uh, and they never really did a good job of that. And now just here's this guy who I'm like, is this guy an executive or something? Like, what the fuck's this guy? <laughs> like, yeah, able to just, like, he looks like he's about ready to announce a Senate run in fucking, you know, a state Senate mm -hmm. run in Georgia. And, like, what the fuck is this guy doing here? So Yeah, so this was, again, uh, I, I forgot because I, I messed up the uh, rundown here, so I apologize. But this is, again, it was a good segment for the Miami crowd. This is where I would have had this kick off the show. You get the highlight of Murderhawk then comes out and takes out Dan Lambert. And then in the actual show, we get Ricky Starks to cut that promo. Taz comes out and Brian Cage runs him off. Like that is a story that all AEW fans know. To your point, if you don't watch MMA, you don't know who the fuck Dan Lambert is. Now, if you're a really hardcore pro wrestling fan, you've seen him in Impact Wrestling, you've seen him in MLW. But again, if you're just an AEW fan, who the fuck is this guy? I, I didn't will know say, who the fuck he was. Right. I will say, though, the promo was good, a little long winded. But it was fun. I think sure. it was a shot at. I think I think it was a shot at Jim Cornette. I think that was a hey fuck you. We're taking Jim Cornette out in this segment. Uh, but I agree with you. I would have switched this out, put this in before we went live. Have Dan Lambert get the crowd all riled up because he's talking about Miami. He's talking about championship wrestling of Florida. All the stuff running down AEW, yeah. and then Murderhawk gives you the pop, you know and then you is, go into the show. This guy probably invested some, and you know what I mean, like. You know, so they're like, yeah, sure, here you go. Or he paid for advertising or some bullshit. Well, Amer in Miami, American Top Team is a big deal. You know, yeah. to, to like for Kansas City listeners here, uh, you know, you know James Krause, right? Glory MMA yes, is, right. and that's the equivalent in Miami is American yeah, yeah. Top Team is that there. So again, but that's a Miami pop, right? Right. That needs to be for the crowd. You need to have your real stories. And again, Brian Cage has a point here. He's not in, he's not on the poster and now he's not even getting real TV time. He's getting recapped and we're putting that at the start. So that is to be the only, the only thing I would change up about this episode. But again, fantastic episode overall. Yeah, I agree. Uh, well, let's move on. Let's hit the other main aspect of, you know what I mean? We talked about GCW earlier, but I, I didn't catch much else of like the ROH impacts MLWs, but we did catch some WWE stuff. We had mm -hmm. an NXT great American bash. Let's run through some of the highlights of this quick. We had MSK maintaining, retaining the championships over champion Thatcher. Um, eh, you know, fine. Uh, look, Thatcher, and Champa are fucking awesome. I don't think they work as a tag team. Mm. They're they're too much of the same note. I think they're better yeah. rivals than friends. I think it worked for the time being. I was just I don't think it's going to go anywhere now. That you know it ought to just 
Maybe that. Yeah. I just, I think they're better rivals than they are friends because they're just, they, you know, we, we talk about like, Hey, pro wrestlers have friends. Why the fuck is everyone mad about factions? And that makes sense. However, these two guys seem like they would not have friends. <laughs> like, I don't think they should have friends. Well, that's they're, kind they're... of why it works. Like, you're the only two that were like, fine, fuck it. Like, I can stand yeah. you just enough. Like, right. you don't annoy me just enough. Right? But like, I want to, yeah, I, I want to see them split off. I want to see them yeah. go singles and, and have uh, some fun that way. They had a spot where they made Cross and Gargano official for next week. And talk is, I, maybe, maybe Gargano finds a way to scheme this and Cross goes bye-bye. I don't yeah, let's talk about this for a second. Uh, this, for as great of a baby face as Johnny Gargano is, and he is, I think he's awesome. I think him and Sami Zayn and NXT are two of the best baby faces of all time as far as just pure baby faces that I like and want to get behind, right? Especially in the 2020s when it's hard to do that because everyone has to have a cool edge, right? But the way and Johnny Gargano leading the way I think is his best work I want him as champion because I think that works better as King of the Hill. We're pushing everyone down and carrying cross, man. I think I've said this before and I'll say it again. All sizzle, no steak. I don't see. I think he has a cool entrance. And yeah. once the bell rings, I want to change the I, channel. I don't the give promo a shit. Is a little, it's all of this. The it's whole 80s. Time. Yeah. All of this. Well, yeah, he's doing an 80s promo, but he's built like a 2020 wrestler. You know what I mean? Yes. The thing, like, the reason why, you know, the Hulk Hogan's of the world could cut those promos is he was 6'5", 300 pounds. Mm. Karen Cross is 5'9", 200. Like, fuck out of here. Yeah, like, get out of here. I'm scary. Yeah, and so... Yeah. So good. Have him go to the main roster is is the rumor that Karrion Cross is going. To, we've seen him on main event again, not breaking kayfabe here. So we've seen him on main event. We've seen him on main roster shows, as they say. Uh, so good. Hey, go. Look, if, I if just the don't. idea is more characters, like character characters on the main roster, fine, great, because they want to be like we talk about Marvel or something. And it, fine, just do something with these characters. Then, like, start telling the fucking stories already. Well, like, but. if you if you paid attention to main event, he's walking out without Scarlet, and I think again, That's for as much as I move. don't think he has anything to him, he's pretty bland as a character he needs scarlet because that's the only thing that actually keeps him a little captivating during the entrance yeah it's the extra intrigue of this weird lady crazy might lady fucking knife you over in the yeah lip-syncing crazy lady um, hey, hey we're gonna have a million dollar butler cameron grimes lost his attempt to, at the million dollar championship again uh and this will be this will be a good way to continue this feud with some comedy going forward mm-hmm. but i i couldn't see how else they would have continued this so if they weren't going to disband this, this is great. This will be a good thing. I'm just curious to know who wants the million-dollar championship. It feels a lot like the FTW championship on Dynamite, where it's like, okay, this is a cool belt. Who wants it? Because in AEW, up until Ricky Stark said now he wants it, no one's gave a shit about that championship. And I know it's early, but like no one's clamoring, in, in my eyes, to be the million-dollar champion other well, than Cameron Grimes. the thing is, will this start to outshine? Because like, you know, your idea is you have a mid-card title, a main title, and then if you need a, like, a third title because those things are stacked, you, know, you throw in another one. But this has a potential between guys like this to steal spotlight from your North American championship, you know right. what I mean? which is supposed mm-hmm. to be your 
your mid-card titles. Yeah, so, the next guy up. Yeah. I mean, maybe they can do like, hey, whoever's our million-dollar champion is our character, like, right, the mid-card character, and then whoever's the North American champion, that's the that's the technician, right? That's the Dean Malenko's of the world. Like, that could be who that champion is. Yeah. So, and we'll see. Um, then we got new women's tag team champs, which is weird. We got Shirai and Stark beating the way. I, I don't know. This was a good call, but. Nah. Hey, by the way, uh, Ultimate One here says um, uh, Karrion Cross was a little bit more animated in Lucha Underground. Now, I will say this. Lucha Underground was amazing at pushing up the positives, though, yeah. but like pushing up the positives and hide, hiding the negatives. WWE that. kind of puts you out this there. This is what I'm saying. If WWE wants to go more character driven, then you need to start telling stories like Lucha Underground did. I need right. more backstage segments. I need more segues. I need more drama i need more of the music in the in the backstage scene you know what i mean like make it like a show then if that's what you're mm-hmm. trying to do then do it yeah great because what you're doing now sucks <laughs> but, all right. um all right tom this might have been one of the moments of the week from the wwe side the hit row championship cypher god damn this is fuck i want another concert from these motherfuckers this was great this was fantastic the only thing I could think of though, while I was watching this is how out of touch triple H and Shawn Michaels probably felt while they were watching the segment backstage. Yeah, like, oh, they I had no yeah. idea why this was cool. They're like, what in the fuck are these people doing walking around? I'm bad with names, right? I know there's uh, um swerve, swerve right? Scott, Isaiah swerve. Scott. Top dollar. Top dollar. Who's the girl? I haven't I caught know. her name. She oh, is money. Shanti the Adonis. No, that's the guy, I think. Oh, as the DJ. Yeah, that's the shot. B-Fab. B-Fab? Yep. Whatever her name is. B-Fab. She is captivating. She, I mean, I feel like that cypher, at least the beginning. Then they started getting into more of the 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 overtone of the hit, bro. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. It's it's like, it sounds like a goddamn church bell going off over and over again. Yeah, it's great. And she can rap. She started it off, right? Mm -hmm. The cypher, now again, they kind of went into a performance once they got into the ring, which is fine. Totally cool. Not not a part. But when they just did the cypher, you could have just bottled that up, right? Cut it mm-hmm. at the start and the end of just that segment. You could have put that in the BET Awards when they do the cyphers throughout the it's show. Great. And it'd be the same thing. Now yeah. again, lyrically, you could say, Let's you know. this thing a goddamn Emmy. You're right. But like, you know what I'm saying? Black Thought from... Uh, uh, the roots is probably lyrically saying better things than what sure, hit row is, but still it's the same. Like that vibe was great. I loved it. It was yeah, the segment of, of the night. It was yeah. great. Yeah, it, it is. It, again, it's capturing an aspect of, of pop culture and, and just humanity that is not caught in pro wrestling, uh, hardly anywhere that I've seen before. Oh, you know what I mean? ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. This, this was fantastic. Yeah. I would John like John Cena to- was the closest thing to this. And that's, yeah. Now you got you got Max Caster Max over Caster, there in AW. Max he's Caster. doing his thing and he's doing some, some well, and this from is TMZ. wildly different though. Like this yeah, is this yeah. this was more authentic, right? Max Caster does the great freestyles and those are awesome, but that does feel like a wrestling rapper. Right. This felt like rappers who happen to wrestle. I would like for them to do this next time and maybe address a faction, you know, um, the way, right? If they adjust yeah, the right. way, for example, yep. that would get a, be cool. Get a cause now at this point. Now they're yep. talking about they got to win championships and, and that. But still, thing, but yeah. they got the North American champion. But yeah, I, I want to see a little I think bit their more. Their goal direction. is, I think they like. I think what their stated goal coming out of that is, hey, we're all going to be draped in gold, which is what every faction says. So you know, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So after that, Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, Bay Bay, and Cole winning. So, you know, I man, this is falling the, more flat than I thought it would. Yeah, I think I think one thing that really hurts them, and I and I, I hate I don't like to pay attention to the dirt sheets, but again, it comes across my Twitter because I like so much pro wrestling stuff. Is I heard that the CFO dollar sign whatever they broke off ties so they don't want to get them paid by still using their music but these generic and adam cole still trying to do the boom when the fucking beats off and guitar doesn't make sense and then kyle riley looking like just an eighth grade nerd who doesn't know what puberty looks like yet it just i don't what in the fuck man yeah it just mm-mm. yeah cfo dollar sign whatever the fuck that group what do you call them uh, yeah they, they they had some bangers but this shit is and they and and adam cole needs that right oh. especially now that we're getting fans back we need the boom and all the shit uh, like stat not- boy back in the chats here our stat chat boy chat stats chat stats coming at you hashtag chat stats uh big josh says bfab is an actual musical artist named brianna brandy so go check her out well, I will. She was great, and well, she's captivating and just charisma. Tell me what other just, show you're going to get some hashtag chat stats. I love it. I love it. Uh, thank you so much, Josh. I will check her out. All right, so let's go over to SmackDown. Uh, you know, Edge started it. Why? You know, <laughs> why? Edge started it and kind of said the same stuff Edge would say. I guess you know, like "fuck you, it's mine." Can't. Hmm. Here's the. Hmm. Yeah, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If we're if we're planning on after WrestleMania, Roman Reigns is going to do his thing, but then we're going to circle back to Edge going after the championship, then why the fuck did Roman have to pin both of them? I can get behind Roman pinned Daniel Bryan. Edge actually didn't lose. He wants his revenge. But Edge actually okay. can lose, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> like you're a fucking loser. You have to go. You sound like. I'm going to make an MMA reference here, but you sound like Colby Covington who got knocked out by the champion and then says like, I got next. It's like, no, you don't. You lost. You got to go fight to get back to the number one contendership edge. I get it. You're a hall of famer. You're great. Blah, blah, blah. But like your last match, you fucking lost pal to this guy. Go beat someone. Yeah. I I don't get it. Um, Dumb. And and then we're also getting uh, as a theme kind of goes throughout the show is sad Corbin. He's down on his luck. He's losing money. He's losing his cars. He's Selling a, his a, watch. He's a walking country song. So I, I just okay, okay, okay. This right. The MVP gimmick, maybe. Right. And, and it's fine. Movie, right. It's fine because it's something different for Corbin than just being ha ha ha. I'm an asshole. However, I don't under just because he lost his crown. Like, yeah. Why? Why is he poor all of a sudden? Because lost this well i think he said somebody stole his uh, he made some bad investments and yeah you know, it just happened to be he bought like, in on the mjf coin is what happened you hey know, look at that graphic did that pal hit look me right up here. i got some ways so, to get out if of he, there if he bought in like you bought in and he no, had a lot more and if he's down 80 percent overall like this man i, can't I got imagine. nothing i can't imagine what papa shango did to that guy oh man Ooh. you don't think you can fuck him oh, i think mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right um got hey look bianca belair we have got to fucking pull the plug on this thing this like 
I get when they're like, hey, we're going to try to put somebody mm-hmm. up and see if they take. But if they can't even not fucking read the cue cards in their mind, they can't be on your fucking like top program on primetime Fox and shit. Like, Tim, dude, but all Tim. you have to do is hand me. I, I don't fucking know shit. Like, many people in your company can hit the fucking bullet points in your promo, goddammit, without sounding like I have to remember every word without any actual emotion in it that I just remember the lines. So then I'm going to do that. But, Tim, tell me honestly. Besides, it seems a little bit more comfortable for one of these women than the other. How is she different than Sasha Banks? That's the same promo Sasha Banks. And Sasha Banks is on the fucking posters. And when they talk about uh, SmackDown on Fox, she's featured. So WWE thinks promo is that bad. Every Sasha Banks promo is that bad. And is one of the reasons I deny anybody wants to tell me she's the best at this. She's the worst. She's the fucking worst. (laughs) Her matches are very good. She sells better than any women. Sure. Of the four horsewomen, she's four. But you could say that about Dean Malenko, right? Matches were great. Lance Storm. Yeah. Yeah. Not not into it. Mm -mm. But going back to Bianca Belair, they think this is fucking working because they thought Sasha Banks was working and it's the same promo. I just don't get it's dog shit. I don't get how I don't get the championship. How anybody hears that. I'm asking you the fans, goddammit, to chime in. Hit me up with hashtag treat the table because I need a solid answer on this. How do you listen to this promo and not go like, fucking Christ, like, I, I don't believe you're coming out here and saying something off the top of your head. It sounds monotonously rehearsed to every extent that, like, you just don't, like, uh, it's, it's bad. It's bad. It's so it's bad. bad. It's almost like you're reading off a cue card, which means that, that means, like, to me, you're just got, like, some, you know what I mean? Like, you're just literally reading it off the back of your mind. How does that not just make everybody tune out and be like, this is bad. Like, how do everybody well, go like, yeah, how are they still, even kids, even a fucking kid should be able to detect that this is bad. I don't get it. Well, we got fans it. coming, so maybe we will. But they didn't with say, Sasha. Well, they yeah. never fucking did with Sasha. They Man. still fucking pop and shit. And I'm like, what? how does it not? How? I? You have to hear it. I know you guys hear it. I know you hear it. I, it's bad. Yeah. It sounds, it sounds worse than cue cards. It sounds like they're reading off of cue cards and the person holding the cue cards dropped the cue cards and is picking it up one by one and saying, read this one. And now read this one. <laughs> like bad. it's bad. It's bad. Uh, oh, we got a last man standing with Owens and Zane and word is they're going to be doing a lot more of these like gimmick matches now because the ratings suck and the networks are like fucking do something and you know they don't know how to fucking do anything so we're gonna get a lot more of these like last man standings and cage matches and fucking hell in the cells and fucking probably every week every show so that's what you need to do yeah because now dilute your fun stuff gonna do it right yeah uh so here we go with one of these and again fuck these two guys put on a match of the week contender right with it of course yeah again but if you don't have any story behind it you're just doing ballet yeah i mean i like because that's the thing is you're going to run something back next week with them guys and do something else. And then it's just going to be like, but again, I, I don't get fans how you're not looking like how this isn't like, you know what I mean? Like how people still cheer for this shit. All right. Yeah. He's great. Again, enjoy it while it lasts. Cause I don't think it's going to last too much longer because they're going back on the road and his number one priority is the Pat McAfee show, not mm-hmm. WWE. Uh, also, yeah. Oh, you, I was going to say, yep. Ultimate One says maybe they should stop giving her 
a script, Bianca Belair, because Belair was decent on the mic in NXT. Be honest with you. She might have been, but she still wasn't memorable. I don't remember yeah. a Bianca. The only thing I remember about Bianca Belair in NXT, as far as promos, is when Charlotte Flair was trying to challenge for the championship, and Bianca's like, you don't even go here. And then did the, so, you know. On the real, I think it should be a most, I think it should always be the bullet points with an idea of an outline of a script that they're supposed to hit. Now, some people just can't or just don't like doing that, obviously, full script it for them. But, mm-hmm. like, this is bad. And the Sasha Banks version of the promos are bad. And I think we got, I think, when we watched that Sasha Banks Stone Cold thing, maybe that's just because she's, I don't think she's the type that's going to sit there and think up. I think I think she's like, oh, you tell me what to do, and I'll and I'll go hit it. And but she's you know good I mean? with matches. She, right. I think her 100%. I think her passion is, yeah. You just give me a character, ring the bell. Just please right. ring the bell. And it's like, well, they they require a little bit more here mm-hmm. than just ringing the bell. And she's like, fuck, mm. really? Okay. Hey, mm-hmm. this is not. And it's like fuck. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know? she seems like she's mostly like it seemed like she's very mild mannered from what mm-hmm. i got that she's very like even emotioned kind of mm-hmm. like she'd just be like hey what's up guys you know what i mean like if she was sitting here and that doesn't play out well so yeah i think she's going back to the only character i think she can hey maybe they can play know. up her uh anti-vax stance well which... <laughs> and here we got oh hey here we got one that shocked me a returning zelina vega just kind of fucking flabbergasted me and who lost in two minutes yeah to Liv morgan who also was bad at the promo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh. Right. But here's a... Hey, hey, uh, <laughs> chat stats. Hashtag chat stats if I'm wrong here. Mm. But if memory serves me correct on this segment, we had Sonya Deville say, guess who's going to be next in the women's Money in the Bank uh, ladder match? Selena Vega. And Selena Vega comes out. And then Liv Morgan comes out and was like, no. This bitch does not deserve to be in the match. I do. Let me prove it. Beats her in two minutes. And then Liv Morgan's still not added to this match. So the girl who won isn't in the match to get the championship opportunity, but the girl who just showed up and lost in two minutes is still in that match. Like, if you're going to do stipulations, which you were talking about earlier because ratings are down... Put the spot of the money in the bank on the line in this match. And if Liv Morgan wins, then she's in, you know, like, or have Zelina Vega win. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, it's really not a fan. Um, And Angelo Dawkins versus Otis. Hot man, this Otis thing is really. He's so interesting and fun on social media. I follow him on Instagram. He's always doing Traeger grill, uh, ribs and fun stuff. And him and Chad Gable are lifting weights and seem like, yeah, but they took BFFs. away everything we loved about the guy. Every, and, and, and it wasn't like a sudden thing where it was like, Hey, you love this guy. We're going to turn him heel because we want you to get the heat of what you used to like. It was chipping away at everything to where now you just devalue him even as a heel. Like, I don't fucking care. He wasn't doing anything good as a babyface. So fuck him anyhow. Like, yeah, you slowly took piece by piece. You took like his, you took his, you took his girl away. You took the you money, took money in the bank, in the bank away. away. You took his you took beard his away. Bo- you took his, you took his tag team partner away. Like, then you took and then his and beard then away. you turn him heel. Oh. Yeah, but then you turn him heel and you're like, don't you hate it? And it's like, yeah, I already did. Yeah, like yeah, I already, I already did. did. Yeah. yeah, that's 
stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, Edge beat down Jimmy Uso, which <laughs> might not see that guy for a while, huh? Mm. Yeah. Let's, we'll break kayfabe here because, again, we don't love to go into the dirt sheets because half the fucking things you read are speculation. And then they turned out, oh, things things changed. Okay, pal. Yeah, things always change when you're wrong. That's interesting how that happens every time. But when you're right, oh, I'm the fucking man. Anyhow. But Jimmy Uso, it was reported by TMZ. Jimmy Uso got a DUI. I, hmm. Again. I don't want to make fun of him because it seems like he has an addiction problem. This wasn't a one-time thing where he got right. high on himself because he's in the main event of yep. SmackDown and then DUI, right? right? But Several years running, he's had these issues. And here's the thing. I think we talked about this the last time he got one because we were doing the show. Because, again, coming up on eight years. 2019, um, but he got off some, right. somehow. Yep. But, like... You guys make money. Factor in the Uber into your drinking. If you're like, hey, I'm going to get hammered tonight. Okay, cool. But $30 or however much it is, is going to the Uber tonight. Like, how, how is that not factored in before you even walk out of the door? Yeah. Or WWE, like just saying, hey, you're going out? Oh, one second, one second, one second. Call someone up. We got someone just just literally hit two on your phone, and someone's going to yeah. be there. How about this? Hey, we need to renegotiate your contract because we're putting money aside for a damn for an Uber every time you fucking get out of the arena, you know, or whatever, right? Like, it just uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, shout out to the uh, chat uh, there. The ultimate just looks like a thumb without a beard. Uh, oh, he does. does. Yep. yep. Yeah, he does indeed. Oh man, I think we're losing here again. But Tom, uh, tell me more how you hate Otis while I get this working. Yeah. So Otis, it, it's just. You know, all the fun things that you had about him, you could make him because of how he looks. And if you remember when it was heavy machinery, you had uh, stakes or body by stakes or whatever. Stakes and weights. Stakes and weights. Go into the like, he's the dad. I don't even know if he has kids. Let's just say he does. His character does, right? We can all act here. Let's just say he has kids and you just make him everyone's favorite dad so put on new balances he wrestles in new balances now he wrestles in jeans and like a mowing shirt that has like some grass stains on it you give him back the beard you have him talk about his traeger grill and just make him the dad of wwe he's a fat guy everyone loves a fat guy he can be the resident chef for wwe if they need a cookout he's the guy that's doing the burgers and stuff and that would be fun because the mean guy, the thumb, as Ultimate One said, the thumb just go because uh, even more so, Chad Gable's not really doing anything either. He's not, yeah. he's not pushing him to be. I mean, he is pushing him to be different, but like, did Chad Gable make him shave the beard? Did we even understand why he did that? Like, if Chad Gable is making him do that, then we at least hate Chad Gable for turning our, our lovable fat ass into a thumb, right? But like, we're not even getting that explanation. It just I don't know. Yeah, I don't like it. Uh, a, a lot of things I don't like also were on the raw side of things. Uh, look, like they're doing Morrison Ricochet again. Um, you know, it was again great match, but I don't. It's a it's a fun match all the time, but there's mm-hmm. no story, so I don't care. They're trying to tell this Nikki Cross story, and it's fucking falling. And this dewdrop thing at the simultaneous that whole fucking Eva Marie thing is annoying. Like I don't. Well, and it already seems like Dewdrop or whatever and Eva Marie are done. Like, they're yeah. already having infighting. What I do am intrigued by is this Mustafa Ali Mansoor Mansoor stuff, right? Like, 
I like this. I I think Mustafa Ali's money. I think we got some use out of him. Love him. Uh, and so I like where this is going where he's kind of like, no, nah, no, nah, man, you don't get it, right? Like, I'm trying to fucking learn you up here. You know what I mean? Well, what do you think of this, like, international warfare where it's Jinder Mahal representing all of India taking on the Scottish yeah. warrior uh, Drew McIntyre in a fucking sword? I swear to God if Heath Slater does not come back fucking jacked to the fucking extremes and fucking redo 3MB as, like, this monster fucking trio. I, I, God damn it, Tom. Or, or I, want, I want SmackDown, world title. NXT title. I want them all. I want three and B all yeah. jacked, like fucking roided up. Well, you have, you could do this thing where it's three mega McIntyre. bitches, right? Like just, like- <laughs> but like you could have uh beast, three, three mega beasts, three mega yeah. beasts. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you could have this thing where it's Mahal, Jinder Mahal and Drew McIntyre going after it, going after it, And the only person that can solve this differences is a sit down. And who's the moderator? A returning Heat Slater. That would be cool. That would be fun. And then they say, like, yeah, no, we should take over this place. You get the beast come out, they take over the world. That yeah. would be fun. You know, we had more stuff like leading into Money in the Bank. So we had Riddles and AJ Styles because he'd fucking pushed Riddle off earlier and made him hurt his ankle and that kind of shit. Again, they're just the childish insults and things they do in WWE to make, like, expect us to be like, oh my God. He pushed him off the ladder and hurt his leg. When the, the whole point of them being there is to beat each other up. Like, that's the whole reason we watch wrestling is we know these guys are going to beat each other up. So, like, he shoved him down off the ladder and hurt his ankle. Like, I don't suddenly feel, like, so bad for Riddle that I'm like, you got to beat up AJ Styles. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, I'd have yeah, fucking done the same thing. So Your, your point last week has stayed with me while I've uh, watched WWE is that this is all just – basic storytelling with no substance or or real depth it's yeah, all nothing. just like oh you pushed them now you hate them don't you yeah, yeah like she said mean things like oh no we where, problem solved by where's just the backstabbing mad. where's the twists and turns where's the relationships where's it's the, just, the hinting at anything like nothing it's an abc it's like an abc after school special um, that's how their storytelling is and then elias and cedric alexander lost to jackson Riker and r-truth and i don't know if you saw you know big swole was married to cedric alexander and she called him little hogan <laughs> jackson Riker. yeah she called uh, jackson Riker right, little yeah, hogan yeah um mm, good I, I don't know what they're doing with this fucking guy like they really think this guy's gonna be something i guess and i don't see it hey there is something with them because there is 70 million people that voted for that stereotype to be the the man so yeah there's something it's not for us mm. but there's something mm. uh i'm gonna go to the chat stats here with our stat boy big josh and he says fun fact otis is in fact not in a serious relationship and uh i don't know what you did to get that chat stat big josh but man truckers have their ways you know what i'm saying truckers know this country hey you know, you know what, what i'm saying you know, what, you I'm know saying? what i'm saying uh and new day hurt business continues are we still getting this kofi turn i don't know anymore mm. I, I think maybe they flirted with it and they're like no 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 no. God we just need it. to go back to bread and butter bread and butter. i wonder if they tried and kofi and, and they're like we're not breaking up the new day we're not gonna do that like you suck if that's the case god it's fucking theater you nerds it's not real. Rejoin. You're not really going to. You know what yeah. I mean? Join back up. We're not going to be like everyone else and break up. But fucking why? <laughs> big Josh says, hey, TNA thought they had something big with Riker when he was Gunner. Now, listen, I, I get it. Every time I see him, I'm like, I see why people are like, this guy could be something. He's got a look that, like you said, a lot of guys aspire to look like fucking Jackson Riker and Gunner. There's a whole lot of fucking 
veterans and dudes who would have been veterans, you know what I mean, et cetera, like a lot of fucking quote-unquote wannabe alpha dudes who mm-hmm. want to be bearded up and tatted up and and braces. So, not the Jackson Rikers, well, braces, yeah. of course, you know what I mean? I don't know uh, that for sure. You know, but yeah, the I, same I can't guys check that like our stat right. chat boy here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like the boy. same guys that wear those tactical sunglasses to Walmart are the fucking guys that love Jackson Riker. Yeah, but don't you know tread I mean? on me. Uh, yeah. Front license plate, mm-hmm. right? With a camo pants. Uh, with a uh, um, like, if you voted for Biden, you can't celebrate Labor Day. Not <laughs> my president. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Wearing, yeah, wears a not my president right. shirt to a wedding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotta like these colors don't run. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. Fuck that guy. All right, listen. Um, <laughs> let's get to tweet the tables. This is the funnest part of the show. We are the best and most interactive wrestling podcast, talk show, YouTube, whatever the fuck you want to call us. We're it. We're the shit. That's because we listen to you guys. We want to know what you have to say, and you do that by heading out to SpanishAnnounceTable.net. Uh, find, click the Twitter there if you don't know what it is, or just go directly there, Table Show, and uh, follow us. And then use hashtag Tweet the Table while you're tweeting. Just whatever wrestling thought you got, right? We're going to read them, right? 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 Ready. Right? All right, Big Josh Ready. at the Rebel Trucker says hashtag Tweet the Table. Riddle has to be the best thing going on WWE right now. Dude is such a dumbass, and it's awesome. Um, is he the best thing going in WWE? Is Riddle? consistently without a storyline right i like the rko like with the randy orton and he's like randy this one's for you like he is a dumbass right but what i like about him is he's a dumbass that just because when the bell rings he's he's not a dumbass anymore he's believable he's physical and that's what i like it's not just uh, eugene you know what i mean where then the bell rings and eugene's still kind of doing silly moves and then he does a rock bottom isn't that fun like when riddle's wrestling and the bell rings it's like oh shit i think he could fuck up a lot of people because he really can and because his style says he could so i like the blend of physicality and doofus you know mm-hmm. what i mean so yeah, I agree it's, with that too. It, it, it is the best thing on raw i will say yeah, yeah definitely for sure uh at the ultimate one also joining us in the chat says that ethan page darby allen interview was okay but it came off like an unorganized zoom call hashtag tweet the table but good like this is where we we criticize wwe for having such structure and it i am talking and i am not liking you and then now you talk tim and tim says he doesn't like tom and then that's the match like it would make sense if you didn't like someone you had to sit next to him like fuck you asshole and then someone cuts him off and then you know you go back and forth so yeah i liked Again, not do it every week, but I liked it in this case. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, th- I thought it was good. I, I get what you're saying there where, you know, I mean, it, it may have seemed somewhat unorganized, but it that did seem somewhat valid, right? These guys are just fucking, like, ready to mm-hmm. throw hands, and, and Jarrah's like, please don't do it while I'm sitting here. Like, can yeah. we just wait? Wait till right. the match, fellas. We're live, pal. At Devil Vamp says, I know they are trying to not do the we are stealing WWE underused talent, but why does all the ex-WWE related talent have to be pissed off? Hashtag tweet the table. And he's got a point there. And he chimed in later even was like, you think he meant heels. Uh, you know what I mean? But uh, That's not true. Hmm. Their first affection was John Moxley, and John Moxley was just like, so and he I'm here was, to yeah. Now that was a face move. I think I think what he's getting at is like the heels. All the heels come over and they're and they're angry. But I mean that's what a heel is, right? I mean, right. But angry. then Matt Hardy came over. He was a baby yep. face. He was just doing delete, True delete, delete. True. Miro, I know, ended up being what he is now. But he just came in as the best man. Hey, Kip Savian's getting married. He's the best man. I'm gonna pre- plan a wedding. Like now again, we knew what that was gonna turn into. But I don't think everyone's doing the Aleister Black or Malachi Black 
back kicks in AEW. Mm-hmm. So, all right, we got another tweet table. I don't know much about this person, but I think he's got a big Johnson at the awesome voice says Jr. said cowboy she isn't it, and I lost my she isn't it hashtag tweet the table. And I just wanted to talk about Hangman again. God damn, I love it. God, Fuck. it's so much fun. I said this before we started recording as we were waiting for our seven thirty uh, Central Standard Time, which we do each and every God's Thursday night. Time zone. And in yeah, in the one true time zone, and you can join us on YouTube just like Big Josh and the Ultimate One. Uh, but before we started that at seven thirty Central Time, again the one true time zone, I mentioned to you that the Adam Page, the Hangman Adam Page storyline right now is at the level. And now they're not doing the crazy moments that I'm about to say, but it's still like so good that it washes away some of the uh, bad elements of the show. But this reminds me of how much I enjoyed Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Mr. McMahon. Again, different elements. Stone Cold and Mr. McMahon was just how far can we push the envelope? We're ruining Corvettes and we're bringing in beer trucks. And then that made you forget, like, Gold Dust is going to be a cross-dresser and Russell Brian Pillman for Marlena. And that was fucking dog shit, right? And where Hangman is just killing it on all levels, I'm all into it. So I forget that, like, Matt Hardy's not great anymore and let's get him off TV. Like I forgive that because what they're giving me with hangman is just so fucking good. Man. So good. So good. Uh, at the rebel trucker again says hashtag tweet the table. Please tell me Thatcher coming off as incompetent is just his character. Or is he really that lost in the ring? If it's not his character, he'll never make the main roster. Um, I mean, I don't, I think there are some moments I think where I get what he's saying, where Thatcher may not, necessarily be aware of the spot and the moment of the thing and maybe that's why he's nxt and not going to the main roster i haven't seen a whole lot from thatcher that makes me think like main roster ready either i think they were starting to do that like you know he was having that kind of Stu hart style mm-hmm. you know uh class but they went away from that and now i don't know what you do with thatcher now you know what i would do with them mm. and you had mentioned this show about a month and a half ago of how much you liked it and then because I don't think they have star power, uh, I don't think you've watched it since. Now I'm just speaking on your behalf, so maybe correct me if I'm wrong. But I would send Timothy Thatcher, who's just a grizzled wrestling veteran, to NXT UK. And I get it. Everyone over there is NXT. But send an American over yeah. there who says, I'm the you know sore thumb in this promotion. And you put Timothy Thatcher versus Walter, and that's money every time. It's close to watching it today. I pulled up and I was like, hmm. Yeah, but you get what I'm saying? Like, I understand what the the purpose of NXT UK is, and I'm not saying let's just put all the the foreigner, you know, uh, Americans in there that's not getting over in uh, WWE, but I think they need a sprinkle of a Timothy Thatcher or maybe a pop-up of a Tommaso Ciampa over there because it fits that European style, and who else is Walter going to beat up? He's going to have that rematch with Ilya Drognoff or however you say his last name, and so it's like... That ma- that first match was amazing, physicality off the charts. But like, you gonna do it again? I don't think you can. No offense, but like, Walter and Timothy Thatcher. That sounds like money to me. Yeah, yeah. All right, final one here at the Ultimate One says another cold and bland debut by AEW. Malachi Black deserved better. Hashtag tweet the table. And I agree. With that. I felt I felt underwhelmed by it. The only thing I felt underwhelmed about is that it was Cody. If Malachi Black does that to Kenny Omega, right? Does the spinning back kick to Don Callis and then does the spinning back kick to Kenny Omega and says like, you're the heel, but I'm the ultimate devil. Oh shit. Right? Like that's fun. But to your point, Cody, 
And again, it's not Cody's fault, but we've talked about this a couple different times. Cody's running through all of his storylines, like super quick to the point where you even said like another friend doesn't like him. And it's cause we've already played that note a couple times. So I think the spot was cool, right? They, they need some more lights out lights. Come on. Cause that's a, that's a pro sure. wrestling trope. That's going to live on forever. Right. So yeah, I like it. Right. I, mean, I don't hate that. Happened to us in the show a couple of times. Maybe yeah, exactly. Here. Maybe that's why, maybe that's why this glitch keeps happening. It's cause we're pissing off Malachi black. Or maybe fall. MJF's trying to come after me. Hey bitch fucking raise up that coin or else I'm coming after you again. I got another fan waiting. Maybe you'll see. But, um, I just think it would have been, it would have hit bigger if it was with someone else, but that's not Cody's fault, but man, they've ran through all of the storylines. That's it. And we ran through all the tweet, the table. So join oh. us next week. What? You know what would have been really cool. Now you uh, can't ru- ruin the storyline. You can't ruin the storyline, hmm. but you should have sat on Malachi black because once hangman. So you have hangman lose to Kenny Omega, the dark order, shut your mouth, but look, this is what you do. Th- think about this. Then you're getting everyone going like, what the fuck? In my opinion, fantasy booking here to end the show. Cause I like it. You, you go all out. Cause that's where I think this story ends, but you have hangman come up short. He still doesn't believe in himself, but he knows that he's got his good friends, the dark order. So Wednesday night on dynamite hangman walks to the ring. Hey, I'm over two in championship matches. I lost here in Chicago against Jericho. You I lost okay here again. Yeah. I lost here again to Kenny Omega, but my friends, the dark order, they got my back dark order walks out and they're like, Hey, hangman, you know, you are a fucking loser. Lights go out. Malachi Black comes up. Malachi Black is the new uh, leader of the Dark Order. They go back to being like, we're fucking so people it. up here. So that's it. Yeah. So uh, so fucking uh, Evil Uno comes out and he's like, Hangman, you lost. We told you it'd be okay to lose. Because we, we honestly believe that, right? Like, it's okay to lose. But we've been made to understand that we were wrong to believe that. You know what I mean? And then lights go out. Uh, Malachi Black Malachi does Black. the Black, Black right. Mass, mm. and then you get Hangman going up against the Dark mm. Order with a new leader. And and again, I would not disrespect Brody Lee, but you just say like yeah. that old Dark Order is not the Dark Order of today. And, you know, you you do a refresh on the Dark Order stuff. Yeah, I don't know if they're ever going to go away from that until that I don't either. Age. But that's what I would do. Yeah. That would be fun. Yep. All right. Well, you know what else is fun? Hashtag tweet the table. So join us next week. Use hashtag tweet the table throughout this week on Twitter, and we will read your tweets here next week uh, when we come one week shy of our eight-year anniversary. Tom, should we find the Buff Bagwell of the Bullet Club, see if he'll come on the show? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I really think Disco Inferno, NWO Wolfpack, should be coming on the show. Mm, I like that. All right. Well, until next time, uh, I don't know if I can watch more wrestling. The Spanish announce table.